Well, <clears throat> warm welcome to everybody to the uh, evening service uh, on this rather chilly night. It's nice to have the, the warmth and shelter of this place, and it's we're thankful to uh, to come before the Lord again and and, and worship and to uh, to seek His face, and that's what we're going to do. So let's begin uh, worshiping the Lord by singing the words of Psalm uh, number ninety-three, <clears throat> which is on page. 123 and we're going to sing the the whole psalm to God's praise the Lord is king his throne endures majestic in his height the Lord is robed in majesty and arrested with strength and might so let's let's worship the Lord with this psalm
Nice to hear the harmonizing going on there. It's really nice. Let's come before the Lord in prayer. Let's pray together. Father, it is our privilege and our pleasure, our, our joy to, to come uh, into your presence through Jesus Christ, our Savior, and to come and worship you, um, sing your praises, uh, exalt your great and glorious name. Uh, Lord, thank you for your love for us. Um, we love you, Lord, because you first loved us. And we want to express that love to you. Um, because you are truly, truly, truly amazing. And you've done for us what we could never do for, our sa- for ourselves. Um, Lord, as we go on in our, our Christian life and just see how much we fall short, see how much we we sin, and just realizing more and more as we go on the grace of God that has been given to us. Uh, We thank you, Father, for that grace, that grace of salvation. And we thank you for your mercy in, in not giving us what our sins deserve, but giving us grace upon grace. So, Lord, we want to thank you, but, Lord, help us to do that tomorrow and the day after and each day. Help us to to live a life of thanks and praise and worship to you, God. In good times and in bad times, help us to to see the goodness and the the greatness of yourself and forever to, 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 to praise you and worship you. And um, we ask that we would be free in our spirits tonight to do that, that we would be led by your spirit in, in, in praise and worship, magnifying your beautiful name. Heavenly Father, I just pray that you would minister to each one of us here uh, this evening. And uh, we all come with various needs, God. Um, and we ask you to, to help us. Um, Lord, uh, maybe there's uh, people we're worrying about right now or worrying about ourselves for particular uh, reasons or issues that are going on in our own life. Lord, we want to ask for your grace and we want to ask for your help and for your power, God. And Lord, thank you um, that you promise us that when we come before your throne of grace that we're going to receive help. Um, we're going to receive grace and help and thank you that Lord that grace and help comes in so many different shapes and forms Um, sometimes it comes in the form of a healing sometimes it comes in the form of grace to to, to cope and to, to, to endure Lord thank you you know how to help us and when to give us and Lord help us to trust in you with all things um, I pray for your blessing on this congregation. Uh, I pray that you would encourage them. I pray that they may see the power and glory of God at work in their lives and together as a congregation, that you would lead them and that you would breathe out your spirit upon them. 
and um, Lord, your will will be done, and that, Lord, much glory would come to, to your name. Father, we pray for anyone in this congregation who's unwell. Um, we ask you to put your healing hand on them and to restore them to, 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 to health. And, um, Lord, we pray for this week that's before us. Uh, we ask that you would bless us. Uh, help us, Father, wherever we are, whether it's at home or work or at school, um, to, to live uh, our lives for Jesus Christ. Help us, O oh Lord, to be uh, salt and light um, everywhere we are, and uh, in our homes and in the shops, whatever. Uh, and Lord, help us to, to be ready and prepared uh, to give an answer to all who ask of the hope that we have. That, Lord, we uh, may take the God-given opportunities that are given to us to, to testify of the love of Jesus, of the salvation of God in Christ, and um, uh, help us in, to show uh, the love of God in practical ways, God. And um, uh, that, Lord, uh, people would know that we are your disciples, we are your followers, God. And so, Lord, we ask you to bless this service this evening um, as we sing and as we look at your word. Lord, we pray for the ministry of the Holy Spirit to teach us. And, uh, Lord, let that teaching uh, not only inform our minds, but to touch our hearts, our very lives. Um, for your word to to help us uh, tomorrow morning and to all day uh, uh, and throughout this week and throughout our lives, God. Um, help us to put your word into practice by, by faith and by looking to your help and asking for the help and ministry of the Holy Spirit. So forgive us, Lord, um, for our sins and bless us in Christ, we pray. Amen. So let's continue uh, singing to God's praise. And this time the words of Psalm number 47, uh, which you find on page uh, 59. What have I given you? Well, yeah, sorry, I'm looking at it wrong. I need new glasses. Psalm 46, but still on page 59. And uh, we're singing, yeah, we'll sing verses uh, 1 to 7. God is our refuge and our strength, our ever-present aid. Let's sing this to God's praise.
Okay, let's turn to the Old Testament and again to Habakkuk chapter uh, 1. Habakkuk chapter 1. And uh, we'll read the chapter together. Okay, this is the word of the Lord. The oracle that Habakkuk the prophet saw. O Lord, how long shall I cry for help and you will not hear, or cry to you violence and you will not save? Why do you make me see iniquity? And why do you idly look at wrong? Destruction and violence are before me. Strife and contention arise. So the law is paralyzed and justice never goes forth. For the wicked surround the righteous, so justice goes forth perverted. And then the Lord's answer. Look among the nations and see, wonder and be astounded. For I am doing a work in your days that you would not believe if told. For behold, I am raising up the Chaldeans, that bitter and hasty nation, who march through the breadth of the earth to seize dwellings not their own. They are dreaded and fearsome. Their justice and dignity go forth from themselves. Their horses are swifter than leopards, more fierce than the evening wolves. Their horsemen press proudly on. Their horsemen come from afar. They fly like an eagle swift to devour. They all come for violence. All their faces forward. They gather captives like sand. And kings they scoff. And at rulers they laugh. They laugh at every fortress. For they pile up earth and take it. Then they sweep by like the wind and go on. Guilty men whose own might is their God. And then Habakkuk's second complaint. Are you not from everlasting, O Lord my God, my Holy One? We shall not die. O Lord, you have ordained them as a judgment, and you, O Rock, have established them for reproof. You who are of purer eyes than to see evil, and cannot look at wrong, Why do you idly look at traitors and remain silent when the wicked swallows up the man more righteous than he? You make mankind like the fish of the sea, like crawling things that have no ruler. He brings all all of them up with a hook. He drags them out with his net. He gathers them in his dragnet, so he rejoices and is glad. Therefore he sacrifices to his net, And makes offerings to his dragnet. For by them he lives in luxury. And his food is rich. Is he then to keep on emptying his net. And mercilessly killing nations forever. Amen. Well let's sing again. Uh, We'll sing the remainder of Psalm uh, 46. uh, On page uh, 60. And we'll sing verse um, 8 to the end of the psalm, verse 11. So, come see the works the Lord has done, the judgment he commands. Let's sing this to God's praise.
Okay, let's turn back to Habakkuk uh, chapter 1. Father, as we look at your word, we pray for the help and ministry of the Holy Spirit to teach us. Uh, So open our eyes, uh, give us eyes to see, give us ears to hear, and a heart to receive your word this evening in Jesus' name. Amen. So this morning we looked at... uh, Uh, Habakkuk's um, complaint, his first complaint. Um, And tonight we're going to look at the Lord's uh, answer. And uh, Habakkuk was um, pouring out his heart to God, as we saw uh, in the morning. And he was asking the Lord why it seemed to him anyway that the Lord wasn't doing anything. about the violence, the immorality and the injustice that was happening amongst his own people, happening in the city of Jerusalem and in the land of of, of Israel. Um, And and in that we saw that um, it's not wrong to pour out our hearts to the Lord, to ask him even why. Um, And we saw that uh, Jesus himself on the cross cried out to um, his father and asked why. Um, and uh, I think it's is it Hebrews 2 or 3, I forget. Um, but it talks about Jesus there as well, you know, putting out many uh, loud cries uh, to, uh, to, the, to his father while he was on earth in prayer. Um, So in, I want to spend some time uh, with you in, uh, in verses 5 to 11 of chapter 1 tonight, uh, where God gives Habakkuk uh, an answer. And uh, we read there, uh, verse 5, Look among the nations and see, wonder and be astounded, for I am doing a work in your days that you would not believe if told. So the Lord says, if I, if I was telling you, you wouldn't believe me. And in verse 6, For behold, I am raising up the, the Chaldeans, that bitter and hasty nation, who march through the breadth of the earth to seize dwellings, uh, not their own. And that wasn't the answer that Habakkuk wanted, nor was it the answer he expected, um, that God would raise up uh, a nation to invade his land, to invade his people. And so tonight I want to begin with the heading, uh, Look Among the Nations. Look Among the Nations. Uh, for that's what the Lord says to, to Habakkuk, uh, to look among the nations. Uh, Habakkuk had been, he'd been looking in his own country, his own land of Israel, to his own People and, and, and the dire uh, state of it, and saying, Lord, why, why aren't you doing anything about this? And now the Lord is saying, um, Look among the nations. Look among the nations. In other words, broaden your horizon, uh, Habakkuk. Don't just focus in on Jerusalem. Uh, look outside, look beyond. He had been looking um, at his own land, his own people, 
to see the answer from God. He's looking from within to, for the answer from, from the Lord. And God is saying, you're not going to find my answer from within. You need to look out for my answers coming from over there. Look further afield. Look among the pagan, godless nations, for that's where my answer is coming. That's where my answer is, is coming from. And it never um, occurred, never dawned on Habakkuk that God would, would use a godless and, and, and wicked and, and brutal nation to, to deal with his own people, to provide an answer. It never entered his um, thinking. We, we won't get on to this, obviously, in chapter 3, but, you know, uh, chapter 2, rather. Um, but, you know, we've got Habakkuk's, uh, uh, we have Habakkuk's second complaint when God tells him it's the Babylonians. But then God goes on to say, yeah, I'm going to deal with them too as well. Though. But that's another sermon. But right now, um, Habakkuk is now struggling with God's answer. Um, that he's going to use the, the Babylonians to, 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 to deal with his own people. Um, but it never entered his thinking, this is how God would do it. And you know, uh, personally speaking for myself, um, I often have tunnel vision when it comes to what God can or what God cannot do. Uh, far too often, you know, it's said we, we, we box in God, but I don't think we really fully realize how much we do that at times, how much we do box in the Lord and how he will work. Um, far too often we box him in into what we understand or what we believe, and therefore we, we, we limit him to how he's going to work within our framework, within our understanding. We limit him to work within that context. And that's not a good thing to do, is it? It's not a good thing to, to limit the Lord and how he's going to work. Uh, it's not a good thing to do because um, we'll end up actually possibly um, dismissing some things God is actually doing. Or we may even actually oppose something God is, is doing because it doesn't correspond to our conceptions of how God works. You know, it's, it's not the ways of um, the, the free church or look at this church. Uh, how could God ever use them because they do that? And so on. We think God wouldn't do that. Or would he? Well, what does God himself say? Well, remember in Isaiah 55 uh, and verses 8 to 9. Um, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. 
And yet at times we, we think we know um, how God works. And of course there's scripture and we, God will never contradict scripture. Um, um, but we can never come to the place where we think we know how God is going to work. He can only work within this parameter. No, no, we can't do that. But yet sometimes we do that. And, um, and therefore we sometimes are quick to dismiss uh, what we think is not of him, which may, may be him. Um, so, you know, you've heard it said and that we need to take God out of the box. And sometimes we, we look at uh, the nations and we fear that God is not in control. But here God is saying the opposite. Look at the nations. Look what's happening outside and see how in control I am. So that brings me on to my second point, which is I am doing a work in your days. I am doing a work in your days. Um, Habakkuk thought that he knew how God works. And he thought God would never use a godless nation. And he looked at his own nation and he thought, we're the people of God. God must bring the answer to our situation from one of us. And when he looked at his own situation, he concluded, God, you're not working. You're not doing anything. That's the way it seemed to Habakkuk anyway. When all this is happening, why is this happening, Lord? And when Habakkuk thought that God, well, in his opinion, seemed to be doing nothing, God was not acting, God actually said, Habakkuk, I am doing something. But you're looking in the wrong place. You're looking in the wrong place. And so I ask the question, maybe at times we are looking in the wrong place. We're, we're, we're bringing things before God and we may have a certain idea of how that's going to work out. And maybe we're looking in the wrong place. Friends, God is always working, even if it doesn't seem like it to us. He's always working. I remember my, my late brother, he became a Christian long before me and he used to, to evangelize me in from time to time. And uh, after I was converted, but he said, oh, all the time you look the exact opposite. I never let him into what was going on in, in my heart. But God was at work. But on the exterior I was giving another impression. That God wasn't working there. God is always at work. Whether you see it or not. And he's working on much bigger scales than we realize as well. Um, we, we want God to, to work powerfully, powerfully here and in the surrounding in the community and round about um, and God is working but God's agenda is way bigger than, than here although this is part you know 
He works amongst us and he's working here. But his scale is way, way bigger than we realize. Our perception of God and his work is, 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 is too small. And we need to think bigger. Because we have a great God who can do beyond what we can imagine or think. God is working all things. Is that not what the scriptures say? All things for the good of those who love him. Um, And all things means all things. And so far, we need to, like Habakkuk, uh, broaden our horizons when it comes to the work of God and think bigger. Because, and I emphasize, God is doing a work in your days, in our days. And you know, if someone was to tell us what it was, we'd probably be like, no way, really? Is that possible? But God again is working in ways beyond which we think of. I was uh, involved in a, a memorial service some, some years ago and it was down south, south of London and um, it was in a Baptist church and it was a, a lady minister uh, it was at the church um, and I had my preconceived um, ideas uh, about her and she, she got up and she spoke she preached the gospel um, afterwards I had a chat with her and so on and I, I was of the opinion that this woman's born again she's a, a born again uh, woman obviously we had different uh, views on certain things um, but I was convinced that she was a genuine born again uh, believer in the Lord Jesus Christ Now, I I obviously believe in uh, leadership as as male in the church um, and uh, in the home as well. Um, Not that men are are, are better, but in terms of the role in the church which God has ordained. um, And um, God has given that role of leadership in the church to men. But coming back to this... um, this woman um, and actually others uh, that I know and uh, who I think are believers but who would have a different opinion to me uh, maybe a bit more liberal in their their thinking um, I've come to uh, to to, to realise that you know God works through many peoples. I'm not saying what they, they believe in or do is right. I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying that God works through many people who don't always share the same theolo- theological beliefs uh, in secondary uh, matters as ourselves. Um, come to realize that Jesus loves them and the Lord uses them as well, and again, I just say, I'm not saying that makes everything they say or, or do 
uh, to be right. But you know that's same. That's true of ourselves. Um, that's true of ourselves. Um, you know, I've said things over the years that are kind of like, oh, I'm not sure if that was correct. I see that in a different light now. So I don't think for a minute that I've got it all together. Um, and, you know, have everything uh, right. Um, but the fact is, God uses his people. Uh, whether um, they are um, conservative, whether they're more liberal in their leanings, uh, whether they're Baptist, whether they're uh, uh, charismatic, whether they are of... Uh, uh, Wesleyan and so on God works through his people those who, who love him and who believe in him in, his, in, in the Lord Jesus Christ you know uh, John Wesley if you come across him uh, in, in history uh, was uh, an Arminian in his theology and his contemporary was George uh, Whitfield who was, who was a Calvinist uh, one was right one is wrong. I, I, I happen to to be Calvinistic in my, my thinking and on my understanding of, of Scripture. But clearly one is right and one is wrong. But God used both these men to lead thousands to salvation in the Lord Jesus uh, Christ. But here in Habakkuk, God is using unbelievers. It's not, um, it's, not, it's not Christians who have a, a different view on some things. He's actually using unbelievers for his purpose here. And so, friends, God even works through the, the unbeliever, as well as the believer, to achieve his purposes and his end. For he says, I work out all things for the good of those who, you know, who love me. So thirdly... Um, Wonder and be astounded. Wonder and be astounded. God says, Habakkuk, I'm raising up the Chaldeans to deal with my people. That's what I'm doing. You're asking me what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. I'm raising up the Chaldeans, the Babylonians, to deal with my people. And listen to God's own destruction, uh, destruction, God's own description of them. In verse 6, he says, A bitter and hasty nation who sees dwellings not their own. Uh, verse 7, um, Dreaded and fearsome, their justice and dignity come forth from themselves. In, in other words, they don't care about anyone but themselves. Verse 8, Fiercer, fiercer than the evening wolves. Verse 9, Come for violence. Verse 11, Guilty men whose own might is their God. In verse 13, uh, Habakkuk complains to, to God saying that they are far worse than the Jews ever were. Uh, the wicked swallow up the man more righteous than he. Lord, our people are doing bad things. We're doing bad things. But they're, they're worse. They're worse, he's saying. So God's answer to, to Habakkuk is that he's raising this 
uh, cruel, wicked and godless people to invade his land. And this is not what Habakkuk wanted. Yes, he wanted God to deal with what was going on in the land, but not this way. Not an invasion of these people into our land. Not this way. And you see, God answered Habakkuk's prayer. Do something. He'd been praying for, for ages. Lord, do something. Please, I'm asking you to do something. And God did. I'm raising up the Babylonians. Habakkuk prays and the Lord answers. Um, friends, we, we mustn't confuse um, results with answered prayer. Um, not every prayer uh, gets a result, but every prayer gets an answer. What, I, what do I mean? Well, if I could put it like this, just say I prayed, Lord, give me a, a, a BMW car. Just say I prayed that to drive around in. Lord, give me a BMW car to drive around in. And the Lord says to me, no. Well, that's an answered prayer. Answered prayer is a prayer that gets a response from God, not necessarily a result. Habakkuk got an answer to his prayer because God responded to to him. Um, Look, I am raising up the Chaldeans, that bitter and hasty nation, is what the Lord says. Friends, when you pour out your heart to God and and you wait for the answer like Habakkuk, um, we mustn't think that we won't be surprised or even shocked in in, in some cases when, when he answers us. Habakkuk was shocked to discover that God was working among the Babylonians and using them, which made him raise even more questions, which, well, that's another sermon to to deal with, with Habakkuk's response to that. Um, But he got an answer. God said, I am raising up the Chaldeans. Friends, we need to lift up our eyes And we need to look around and we need to ask, where is God working? Where where is God working? What's he doing in our day? Um, Is God using the, the transgender issues to deal with the church? Is God using same sex marriage to deal with the church? Is God using terrorism? I'm not saying that he is, and I'm not saying he's not. What I'm saying, or or, or rather what God is saying to us through Habakkuk, is that he does and can use such people and situations to deal with this church. There's nothing like persecution to purify the church, when, when, when trials and, and persecutions come, we suddenly drop all the things that are not that important and we cling to the Lord, we run to the Lord. And 
I'm not a prophet. Um, but things seem to be increasing on the persecution side of things in this country. And they may well get very harder. Very get harder. I hope it doesn't. But we're seeing this starting to happen. But even if it does, God is still sovereign and in control. And God can still use these things to bless his church, to bless your life, to bless my life. We, we, we look at things like the war in, in Ukraine or on, in the Middle East as well. And we look at powerful uh, people, uh, men like Putin or organizations like NATO. Uh, and we see mighty nations like China. And we see all of this happening. But we have to remember the Lord is still sovereign in all, in all of these things. But what we need to see as well, and, and see more than these things, and see tonight is that they're all under the sovereign, mighty hand of God. And that includes our own personal day-to-day -day events as well. And um, we need to, to see past just our own um, uh, church, our own denomination, um, and we need to, to look to the Lord who is glorious over all, who rules the whole entire world. I remember what I said about boxing and God too small. God is working globally as well as individually in your life and in my life. And, and he sets up leaders and he sets up nations and he tears them down. Scriptures tell us that. He brings blessings into lands. He brings curses into lands. And he does it all for his glory and for the good of his people. He does it all to bring people to his son, Jesus. For the whole world is, is moving closer to, ever closer to that glorious day when Jesus Christ returns. Something we need to keep in our minds, friends. Christ is coming back. And uh, I think we forget that a lot. But Christ is coming back. And what a glorious day that's going to be. Christ is coming back. And right now, the Lord is working in your life, in this church, in this community, in this nation, in this world. And he's working everything for this, this, this final day. To bring people to know Jesus and to be saved. God is preparing everything, whether it be in your life or in the life of the nations. You know, the children's song, uh, he's got the whole world in his hands. You know that song? Well, he really has. He really has the whole world in his hands. And, and as that song goes on, it goes on to say, he's got you and me brother in his hands. He's got you and me sister in his hands. And that is so true. And sometimes these big events or events in our lives just may try, you know, may cause us to think, well, things are out of control. And has he really got uh, things worked out here? Is he really working in my life? And the answer is yes. 
He is. The scripture says that in the fullness of time, uh, God sent forth his son, uh, born of a a woman, to to save sinners. And at the time of Christ's birth, uh, the Romans were ruling the world. Uh, Under their empire, peace and order was brought about uh, in in much of the the known world at that time. And and many roads were, were built. And all of this made it possible for the quick and rapid spread of the gospel to, to come out of Jerusalem. And, and prior to the Romans, um, uh, the Greeks reigned. And through the Greeks came a common language, which was um, established amongst the, the nations. And this made it easier for the gospel to be uh, communicated among many nations. Because as you know, um, it was was a common language, but also the the, the New Testament was was originally written in Greek. God was raising and tearing down nations for the coming of his own son and the spread of the gospel. God really is sovereign over all. And even in the death of his own son, um, God sovereignly worked through the nations and leaders to bring about the crucifixion of his own son. Acts 4, 25 to 28. The the believers are praying, uh, your servant said by the Holy Spirit, why do the Gentiles rage and the people's plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves And the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his anointed. For truly in the city there were gathered together against your holy servant Jesus. And listen to this. Whom you appointed. Both Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles, (coughs) excuse me, (coughs) and the peoples of Israel, to do whatever your hand and your plan had predestined to take place place. So you have powerful men, nations, and yet God is working through it to bring about uh, the the salvation of, of, of men and women through the death of his son. <clears throat> the wisdom, the intelligence, the power of God is phenomenal. So back to Habakkuk, he was shocked when God said, my answer is the Babylonians. But you know, many are shocked when they ask the question or hear the answer to, how can I get to heaven? How can I get to heaven? And God says, you have to come to my crucified son, Jesus. You have to repent and you have to put your trust in him. And for many that is shocking and it's offensive. But it's God's only answer for our salvation. For as the prophet Isaiah said of old, in Isaiah 53 verse 1, who has believed what has, he has heard from us. And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? And here in, in 
Habakkuk, the Lord is saying to Habakkuk, I am working. And if I told you what I was doing, you wouldn't believe. And back in Isaiah, when talking about the, you know, the, the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, who has believed what he has heard from us? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? God has done a great work. That doesn't seem enough to say just a great work. He's just done a stupendous, a marvellous, I don't think there's words enough to describe it, work um, in Jesus Christ to bring you and I and many others to salvation. And so, God has done a great work. But listen, God hasn't stopped working. God is working. I am doing a work. God is currently working, presently working. We must believe that and pray and act in accordance to, in faith to his word and to, to serve him. Look around and be astounded of wonder. For if someone told you what he's doing today, you wouldn't believe it. You would marvel. All the things that our God is doing and planning and purposing in your life, this church, this community, this nation, this world. We have an amazing God who is working. And there are times when we can get discouraged and when the enemy batters away and things seem to be falling apart and we look around us and what's happening in the world, what's happening in the nation, we see, you know, you know, all that's going on. But stop and just look up and know this. God is doing a work in your day. Such a glorious work that if he told you everything he was going to do, you'd be astounded and marvel at the things he's purposing and planning. Let's pray. Father, we um, rejoice in the very fact that you are working, God. And and tonight we've seen that you work in ways that we don't even think of, God. It it doesn't even come into our, our, our thinking, Lord. And there's not a person or a situation that you cannot use to bring about good. Um, even in this nation of, uh, of the Babylonians, you used them for a purpose. To bring your people back to yourself. Lord, we praise you for your wisdom. We praise you for your brilliance. Help us to, to trust you. Even when we can't see what's going on. But to have confidence in your goodness again. And to know that you are doing a work. And that we are part of that work. And we have a place in that work. And so Lord would you help us to go with confidence from here. To our homes, to our workplaces, to our schools. To our daily life. Knowing that the, the almighty, all sovereign, all powerful, all wise God is working. In our lives, in the lives of others. And all around, blessed be your glorious name.
We praise you and worship you for your excellence, Lord.